Welcome to Notes on Vulnerability, a podcast designed to put stories of resilience, courage and being human at the heart of the conversation. This is the Tools for Resilience series, wellness and mental health chats focused on helping you grow and feel good about who you are. We'll be exploring ideas and practical tools designed to help you get comfortable with the vulnerability inherent in being human and the benefits of embracing it. And we'll reveal ways that working with this vulnerability builds resilience so that you can deepen your resources, adapt more, bounce back better and go on to thrive. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button for the extra bonus content. It's just a number. Age, that is. Except that number can really come to define us. As it creeps up over the years, it seems to go from the delight of having freedoms and recognition to a sense of limits being imposed. Restrictions being applied by... Well, who knows, but we do all feel them. Although everyone's experience of life is different, to a certain extent, we all cope by setting benchmarks for ourselves. For example, as long as I'm married by 30, as long as I'm wealthy by 35, a homeowner by 40, retired by 60, whatever the benchmarks are, we frequently don't meet them. Or we do, and we wonder why we don't feel as good as we thought we would. And then comes the realisation that actually it's not about achieving things that make yourself feel better about getting older. You actually have to face up to how you feel about getting older and what that means for you. I've personally lived with a sense of anxiety about running out of time since I was about 19. I know this is quite common. I also know that it's self-defeating. And after many years of feeling like it was the truth, I also know that it's just plain wrong. We're all on different timelines, with different limitations and attributes, but the one thing that is true for everyone is that you'll never know if you don't even try. This is something that can happen to us as we get older. We stop trying. The vulnerability that comes from ageing, the narratives around our worth as we age, and the sense of having lost something that was precious can be crushing. They can stop us from believing we're capable or worthy of things, and keep us from exploring what we're actually capable of. We might find ourselves feeling a lot more shame or fearing the judgment of others. But I'm a resilience coach and I know that everything good in life starts with acceptance of reality, not surrender, acceptance, followed by a little leap of faith. My guest on this episode could be the poster woman for the ethos that you're not too old and it's not too late. Lolly Streak started modelling and acting in her early 50s. Yeah, that's right, her 50s. Bet you didn't even think that was an option, did you? especially not in such a visual world as modelling. Not only is she a grey-haired model, but she has a disability and frequently wears an eye patch. You've probably seen her in the Volkswagen T-Rock TV ad, or maybe the Schwarzkopf one, or maybe it was John Lewis, Sweaty Betty or Virgin Active, or perhaps it was in Vogue. The point being that she has built an incredibly successful modelling career with something more powerful than bee-stung lips or baby smooth skin. Authenticity. I find her incredibly inspiring and I've invited her to be a guest on this podcast because I think you will too. So Lolly, welcome. Oh, hi Alex. Good to be here. So you started acting and modelling in your early 50s. How did that come about? Um, I kind of dabbled a little bit when I was much younger. I would be spotted at a nightclub or asked to be in a music video and kind of small things, but it was never my thing I didn't fit into the modeling mode um and kind of left it behind I've always loved that kind of energy of being on set but it just wasn't my vibe when I was younger um and then in my 50s I had I was asked if I wanted to join an agency and also at that time I got voted 
most inspirational woman over 50 in Norfolk. It was like a, a voting thing and it was really nice. And I got to meet a bunch of other people. I was asked to do a couple of local shoots for local companies. And I just got back into loving that energy of being on set. Um, and even though that was literally just before lockdown, I was very busy with work and I was really lucky to I think come on to the scene at that time when representation was starting to matter um, and my grey hair or my blind eye or my disabilities weren't holding me back if anything they were um, strings to my bow that I could offer offer as being represented. So this has all happened quite quickly then? Yeah so I think like two three years. Okay. So has there, has there been a time in your life when your age has made you feel vulnerable? Um, what, being older, my age made me feel vulnerable? Yeah. I don't think it ever has, actually. I think um, I can see possibly with other people that it could do, but it's never been part of my mindset to feel that way. I think growing up, um, being slightly different, like having a disability, that kind of stuff, I never saw those kind of things as being something to be less of me. It was always something that I loved about myself. And so I never felt getting older. I think the only thing is possibly my stamina that I'm more tired. I also run a wedding venue, which I've been running for 10 years. And that does really well. And I suppose the only thing I can see is the late nights I'm not so good at, but I've never felt vulnerable because of that. If anything, you come across as this wiser woman who can choose when she wants to sit down and step away or, or join in. So for you, it's been an empowering thing. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't I do find it hard when people use age as an excuse, if you like, as to why they can't do something. But I do understand where that vulnerability or that lack of confidence can come from. And it isn't that it comes from that you're disabled or you're you're old or any of those kind of things. So yeah, I don't see that, I can see where people come from when it comes to using their age or something else as an excuse as to why they can't do something. But personally, I, I don't have that in me to use that. Okay, so I mean, on your website, you've said in the last few years that you've exceeded the ex expectations and limitations others may try to put on me. So, um, what kind of expectations and limitations have you experienced? Um, those were mainly from when I was younger and as a child, and growing up with a disability and being diagnosed with Stills disease, which is rheumatoid arthritis um, in children. I was told I probably wouldn't finish school, I wouldn't get an education, I probably wouldn't be able to marry, I wouldn't be able to hold down a full-time job, all of those kind of things. So definitely broke all of those that were limitations that were put on me. Um, and I didn't start my business of running the wedding venue until I was in my 40s. And that again was something that I was just like, I've never compared myself to anybody else who might be in the business, whether they're young, old, man, woman, anything. It's just, I've always done the best that I can do for myself. So um, it may be for some other people, it'd be like, oh, you're too old to set up a new business. You're, you're too old to go. But it's for me, it's never even 
been in my head that my age would be in the way of me doing something uh-huh. and maybe that is because of growing up in a in a lifestyle and with a with a disability of not not seeing things like that as being a negative so because I was going to ask how have you escaped that kind of social conditioning about what's age appropriate how have I escaped it um I suppose I like to challenge maybe things and I like to surprise people with with a new twist on stuff so maybe maybe that is part of where it comes from that I'm not particularly um I'm not competitive with other people but I definitely am I think with myself and wanting to be the best version of myself but um I've I suppose when I've seen in representation in media advertising that most older women with grey hair or most disabled people are often portrayed as either the villain or the victim and I quite like to put my own spin on that and so being seen as someone quirky because she's got grey hair or she's got odd eyes or something I actually quite like that little twist to things. You mentioned it, representation really, really does matter. And certainly through the years when I was growing up, <clears throat> the women I saw on screen were pretty much all the same, whether you're, you're talking sort of the size they were or their race or, and it makes a huge difference now to see a proper sort of spectrum of all people on TV um, and in any ads and on social media. Um, so you've mentioned that, disability and grey hair have become a lot more visual in Mm. society we've moved towards more representation and that this allowed you to get into modelling do you think you'd have done it if that cultural shift hadn't taken place um no me yes probably I would have wanted to find my little gap in that I think it was um I felt like I had a story to tell and I felt like I had a story that I wanted to share and um you know it's maybe it's like yes that it just happens that when when and it was the same when I set up our our wedding venue I have very much an authentic style to the venue that I run and I'm not doing it to fit what's in trend or what's about the moment I'm doing what's truly authentic and relevant to me and that's what was relevant and authentic to me at the time and you know by luck or whatever it was relevant and it was something that other people wanted to hear and wanted to see. Um, so I'm still like any time I've had a really good casting come my way or a job come my way, I'm still like blown away thinking how I am getting those parts and how I am being represented in those parts. And it's it's just absolutely brilliant. So that's almost like a cherry on the cake that that other people are actually into into that as much as what I want to share it. But I think the most important thing is is I haven't done anything to try and fit in with a, a trend or a vibe. It is my vibe. It is, it is how I am. So that must take some pretty strong internal validation. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that I have always tried to, I, I get, you know, we all do. And I, especially since I've just had my surgery, my hysterectomy, I've definitely got gone within with a lot of feeling low about certain things and come back out of it. 
but I've always loved myself. I've loved everything about myself, whatever it is. And I do get upset sometimes about my hair or my skin or my or my illness. But at the on on the whole, I'm always pretty comfortable and happy with me in my body. Um, and I think in the beginning that there is definitely a big dose of fake it till you can make it that you kind of it's not that you're putting on a persona you're just like putting on this suit of bravery to just go out and bear yourself to people um but I think because of the times that I did go ahead and do it and I would turn up at a casting I would just go I'm just going to be myself and then I would just be myself and Pete and the response was just so lovely and people just so great on set with that 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 really set the president of how I wanted to be from then on. And on one of my first jobs, I think it was the Sweaty Bessie job, which was one of the first big jobs that I did, which was incredible. And that really set the level of passion I wanted to put into it and, and how professional I want to be about it. But also I met women, not just the other women that were chosen as the other models, but all of the crew was so incredible, so... Um, enthusiastic about what I was saying what I was doing and and they were really some of those women on that set were just like so confident about themselves and their bodies I was just like yeah this this these are the people that I want to be like want to be inspired by and this is what I want to do about myself and and some of the shoots that I've been on I come away and sometimes I might feel a bit self-conscious about something and I just remember some of these amazing women that I've been meeting on set and some of them have been incredibly young and some of them have been incredibly old and totally different to me in every shape and form but we all they've they've all taught me the same thing and so um and I kind of think if they can see it in me and they can see it in themselves then I should be able to see it in myself as well so the secret to internal validation then because this is something a lot of people struggle with is be yourself yeah and yourself with amazing people who inspire you what else yeah I think definitely finding your tribe and it is hard to know what being yourself is I really also I think a lot of people talk about willpower which I don't agree with um I think maybe it comes down to discipline and routines I found have been really important to me just like daily routines and doing stuff um surrounding yourself by things that inspire you whether it's talismans and things that inspire you photographs of you and your oh all my lights just gone off um things that inspire you such as people and photographs and bits and pieces and just keep stuff like that around me has really also helped um and just keep sticking it sticking yourself out there and just putting yourself back out, out there and not comparing yourself to others I think is really important so how do you feel about comfort zones um they comfort zones um comfort zones aren't comfort the comfort even the word comfort zones in that it's not comfortable is it it's 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 almost like saying spoiling a child it's you know it's there in the word it's you're not you're you're not you're actually making things worse and so sometimes by keeping in a comfort zone you're 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 just not making things better for yourself in the long run so I get that sometimes you just want to stay wrapped up in whatever it is that's making you feel safe um but every now and then you do like I said earlier you just got to put your brave knickers on and 
get out there and do it. And I think quite often it takes something like, I think like they say, the fear of staying the same comes worse than the fear of change. And I think for so long we don't do something because we're scared of how other people are going to react or that you're going to fail or it's going to be a waste of your time, your money, especially as a woman maybe doing something for herself that she's going to sacrifice time and money which she should be spending somewhere else um but actually sticking yourself out there and just going for it is is so much better than than sitting there wondering what if I mean obviously I wholeheartedly agree with that (laughs) part of my job as a resilience coach is to get people out of their comfort zones yeah it's very easy to get stuck in them like you said it's comfortable right and discomfort is something that makes us feel vulnerable so we run away from it um and I think for a lot of people who are sort of getting older the comfort zone is sticking within the social conditioning and being outside of it is doing things a little bit differently so it does take that courage um but I like just now about getting that feeling of vulnerability on set and then just being like I'm just going to be myself like I think that's a response yeah, it's a really lovely energy. I even get it here when we're putting on a wedding and there's like a hundred people out there and you've got everybody waiting for you to make sure that it all goes to plan and you're just like, ah, and you've got to go out there and do it. It's that same energy and that's and I think we can probably put that to any part of life and sometimes um, getting out of bed when you're feeling low and stuff is really hard so that's why I kind of think that definitely having routines and rituals and things like that really helps Mm. and making yourself get up and start your day in a very particular way definitely helps you to get that right mindset Um, so I always start my day with um, movement and music Um, weirdly Alexa although I call mine Echo um, has become a real godsend because rather than that whole oh, I can't find any music to put on I don't know what to listen to oh my speaker's not charged oh, I don't know what to wear I just literally sit up in bed and go good morning Echo give me some music and sometimes I might give him a theme like yesterday was Adamant and so I did 20 minutes to Adamant and today was Angela Lansbury because she died today. So today was, and it was just, and you find that these songs come up and the universe will send you these lyrics that are just spot on for that morning. And you're like, yes, I can, I, I know that. I know that feeling. And it was like, I was doing, I've, I've my shoulders are bad. So I was doing exercises up the wall and Angela Lansbury was singing about you can lean on me I'll always be there and it's like the wall was talking to me saying I'm gonna be there and I was like yes and I would do no one's watching me it's my own weird version of grabbing the universe energy and just starting my day like that and it may be literally the biggest amount of movement I'm gonna do all all day sometimes it starts a day but it's been a huge change in kind of my mindset to start my day like that is is that the first thing you do or do you look at your do you pick your phone up and sort of go um um first thing I do I probably do look at my phone quite often because um I I do have a great energy and I wake up with lots of ideas when I wake up in the morning like I'm gonna social collab with them I'm gonna I'm gonna 
do this. I'm going to make this. I'm going to do that. So quite often I'll quickly go on and think of a few ideas. I do Wordle when I wake up. and But what I do try and do is by having Echo that I can just go, good morning, Echo, give me some music straight away. It's like it just gets you moving. So, it's, so that by disciplining myself to to do that it definitely starts off the day a bit better and I used to make excuses like oh I'm gonna need a cup of tea first oh I need to go put a wash on first oh I need to empty the dishwasher first all those kind of things and now I'm like no just get that 10-15 minutes of moving go it yeah that stagnation that we're not meant to even though we're all looking for balance balance is quite stagnated and when you we all suffer with inflammation I suffer with it worse because of my illnesses we we're not looking for balance we're not looking for things to be cut we need the ebbs and flows and we don't want things to stagnate so you've got to keep those ideas going you've got to keep that movement in your mind and your body and things like that um and keep on thinking of all these new little ideas that are coming out and that you want to join in and I think it's really important as older people rather than learning more about stuff that we already know actually it's really important as older people to learn new stuff that we don't know something that maybe challenges some of our own thoughts and feelings and pushes us a little harder so I've been looking at classes and things to do near where I live and things that I've never done before I think that's really good because it reminds you that you're capable of more than you're doing right now and also like it's good for neuroplasticity as well isn't it yeah definitely like it's it's I'm I'm hoping that by keep moving my body and listening to music and having these ideas in the morning um it hopefully will lead to either better development for myself or more money in my bank basically because that's that's important too as you as you get older I wanted to ask you about comparison because you've mentioned that already and also I feel like it's one of the main reasons um that we have so many hard perspectives around aging is because we're just constantly comparing ourselves to other people to younger people so how do you approach comparison um I never before ever used to compare myself to other people I don't think I've ever had a jealousy trait which I think sometimes comparison can come from that you're almost jealous that they've got something that you haven't so I've never compared myself to other people in that way I do think now the representation of grey-haired older women on Instagram has almost got as for me slightly strange as it has maybe for younger women you've got all these gray-haired women on there who look amazing they're getting all these incredible jobs they're all doing their dumbbells every morning and they're skipping and they're trampolining and they're all getting into these little bikinis and that's not me I'm not that kind of that's them like they do they do them that's that's them that's not me but it does seem to be that I kind of will go through all the various gray-haired women older women over 50 that I follow and they, they, they all seem to be on this treadmill of getting fit and getting strong and looking great and I'm like oh if I wanted to do that I would do that and I, I don't want to do that um that's not my that's not my vibe um 
but I can see that I could start going, oh, my hair's not as gray as hers. My hair's not as long as hers. My skin's not as plump as hers. I'm not as, I'm not doing dumbbells as much as her. And so there is that kind of thing that you do get caught into that comparison. And what I want from the women that I follow and the women that I surround myself is that we're all inspiring each other to be, to, to do us and to be us and, and encourage each other to lead a healthier, happier life. But I'm, you know, it's, it, it, I want to encourage people to find their own authenticity and not necessarily have to follow someone on their skipping journey or their dumbbell journey or all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we all find our own thing. So I think I don't, if I wanted to be as slim and strong, et cetera, as all of them, then I would have done something about it. And I am making changes to my life slowly. I'm changed massively my eating habits and my movement over the years. I don't take conventional medicines and things as much anymore. Um, but yeah. So comparison, I never had it throughout my whole life, but it's very interesting that recently that is some something that has sprung up. But yeah, I can look at it for a minute and just go, that's not me. Mm. Yeah. So pick one myth about aging and then deconstruct it for us. Um, one myth about aging would... Um, I suppose there's the old myth, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which when you think about why a new dog learns things, a new dog learns things because it's going to make other people happy. It gets, you know, it gets praise from someone else and then the new dog feels happy that it's done something right. So it's getting this praise from elsewhere or it gets fed. And so it's that kind of thing. And old you can learn things when you're older but you're learning them for such a different reason you're not learning things to make someone else happy you're not learning them for for that feeling of self-worth you'll learn you can learn things for yourself and because you want to do them so there's a very different way of looking at the reasons that you're doing stuff um and you can learn things you also have some more to give to those things as you're learning them and you're just wanting to become a better version of yourself um so i think you can definitely learn new tricks and you can definitely learn new ways of living and new ways of eating new ways of moving loving all kinds of things that there's there's room for that um so and it doesn't matter even how small or tiny you are learning new things or doing new things it doesn't matter so when people might say oh it's all right for you you're young I can't do that because I'm old and it's like yeah you might not be able to walk 10 miles but you could walk 10 minutes or you could you could do something you could you could do some sofa exercises or you could or you could dance around your bedroom or you could put yourself out there and go and meet some new people down at the village hall or in the local library or something. And I'm terrible for that, for going out and meeting new people. And it takes a lot of balls for me to step out of my comfort zones. But I know that whenever I have done it, that I've, I've um, been either happy that I've done it because I've had a great time, but even the sh terrible times that happen to you and it all goes terribly wrong and you, and it, and it, 
isn't a comfortable situation to be in. It's also something that you're learning from. So all of the good bits and the bad bits that might happen, you're actually learning from, from all of those. But definitely, I think trusting, you can trust your gut so far as to what you should and shouldn't do. But sometimes you just got to give things a little bit of hit of courage as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so what do you love about getting older? Or what do you love most? Because otherwise we could be here all day. Yeah, well, what's, I don't see it as getting older. Like, we're all getting older. From the day you're born, you're getting older. Everybody's getting older. To me, it's not um, it's it's not a label that I would put on myself at all. And I think that's the kind of thing of, like, it's not, it's not a mindset that's in me of even seeing it as something like that. What I love is... Um, I suppose as I've got older, I think, I don't know whether because it came at the same time as me going through this kind of healing journey with my illness is that um, you I've learned to slow down and listen to myself more. And maybe when you're younger, you're in survival mode because you've got kids and you've got work. So you're just constantly like surviving and you're running on adrenaline. You're getting burnt everywhere that you go, but you're not going to notice it because you're running through all of those fires of life. And then you kind of get to this time where you can feel stuff, you can sit with stuff, you can say no to stuff if you don't want to do it. I don't feel that age is a way that I would label myself, but I I, I don't feel uncomfortable with, with any age that I am. Um, yeah, I, I have friends who are in their 20s and I have friends who are in their 70s, 80s. So it, it makes no difference to me as to ages, just a number. So if there's someone listening to this who's thinking, God, I wish I could do what she's done. What advice would you give them? Oh, I think um, for me, genuinely, like in the beginning, it's how I talked to myself. Because the only, like, it doesn't matter what this looks like. I know that when I'm not feel, when I'm not loving myself and I'm being down on myself, this totally changes, this persona changes, this energy that I give out. What I'm receiving back from the universe and everyone around me totally changes because it starts with me. And I suppose in the beginning, I really did have a, strong work for myself and even though you could say you're faking it till you make it you really got to start talking to yourself which much more love and kindness and the more that you learn to start loving yourself then it's easier to love everyone and everything else around you things won't niggle you so much because it's not brushing up against you against your bristly way that you're being to yourself you're smoothing all the edges out a little bit and so you just keep on pumping yourself up with more love to yourself. And then that kind of vibrates out. Um, and you, again, like you can do that by having um, things that you do in the morning with rituals and stuff like that, either writing down every day, even if you're writing down the same five things every morning, it doesn't matter, but just things that you might love about your life or about yourself. And you just got to keep, keep going at that. And and showing yourself some love and um I love you know self-care and self-love it's huge for me wearing things that I love surrounding myself with things that I love spending time doing rituals and skincare it's like giving keep putting in more love into myself and then that vibrates out more to everybody else around me 
So I usually end this podcast by asking, what's your one note on vulnerability? So as I know that you don't feel vulnerability around age, but for anyone who does, what would be the one thing you want them to take away from this, listening to this podcast? Oh, that it, I get it that you can feel vulnerable about your age. I totally get that. Um, But vulnerability is also um, a chance to show yourself even more love. And those little parts of you that are feeling vulnerable, just sit and have a look at, sit with them, let yourself feel them, stop fighting against them, let yourself feel them and love them and send those parts of you even more love. And then you may find that you become to love those parts of you that you feel vulnerable about. I think I definitely did when I was a little girl. I used to kiss my knees in the bath because they were they were my poorly knees, and just showing those parts of my body, like well done legs, you did it today, you got me there, and you could do that even to yourself, like well done, what you've done, you've you've come so far. I love that, and I love how many times love has been mentioned in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. That's been a really interesting chat. Oh, it's been so lovely again. (laughs) I loved it. This has been Notes on Vulnerability and I've been Alex, your host. If you especially enjoyed this topic and would like to go deeper into how to take action on it, don't forget that you can hit the subscribe button to access all the additional tips, ideas and support. I'm a resilience coach and you can find me on Instagram at alexshorecoaching, S-H-O-R-E or online at www.shaw-coaching.com. Notes on Vulnerability also has its own Instagram, at Notes on Vulnerability.